You're listening to the Debunked Daily Podcast with Mike Bolton. Uncovering the truth behind the news, we dive deeper down the rabbit hole, shedding light on ways to thrive outside of the system in this strange new world. Welcome to episode 23 of Debunked Daily. I'll tell you, it's been so long, um, I think I'm actually going to have to change my the name of this podcast from Debunked Daily to Debunked Weekly. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the fact, obviously, you get the alliteration of uh, the Debunked Daily, the DD, right? I love alliteration, right? But, you know, the fact that I ever thought I could keep up with this on a daily basis, I don't know. Maybe I can. Maybe I can. There's certainly enough to talk about, but uh, I don't know. I like to – you got to space it out sometimes. You got to space it out. We'll see. I'm working up to it. Maybe I'll finally get to uh, to being a, a daily show. But um, anyway, been a while and I'm back. Um, let's uh, – well, first of all, I went to my first freedom rally in Toronto and that was pretty awesome. Uh, we had a pretty good turnout on that day. It was the week after the uh, world demonstration day, which I believe was March 20th. So I think, I think this was like the week after or yeah, a week or two after, but and it wasn't even like the uh, – it wasn't – we didn't have beautiful weather for that day. It was probably zero degrees flat on the dot. Um, wasn't exactly the most sunny day. It was overcast. But I was like – it was right after Doug Ford or right after these uh, schmucks announced the the third lockdown or like these uh, these new regulations – in terms of whatever the the fuck you're supposed to be doing, oh, you can only now you can only gather with this many people, and if you do, you gotta be fucking uh, ten feet away. I I actually don't even know what the what the fucking new regulations are. I don't actually look at that shit. Um, I don't look at their color coded bullshit. You know, I know that gray is like the furthest you can go. That's all I I, I fucking need to know. Um, if I were to actually look at their their bullshit public health guidelines or whatever whatever they're calling this this shit really is just tyrannical uh, bullshit disguised as a pandemic. Um, if I were to look at that, like that shit is really irritating to me. Like I'm I'm just very hypersensitive to bullshit. <laughs> And I refuse to uh, follow any of their guidelines or anything like that. And, you know, I don't – I just refuse to, to look at a lot of it. Um, if I see a CTV Global or CBC video pop up on YouTube, for example, the furthest I, – I, I might go and check it out if it seems like it's something, quote-unquote, important. Like they're announcing some new – Again, bullshit lockdown or shutdown measures. I'll go. I'll give it a fucking thumbs down. Even though that probably does boost it in the algorithm. 
I'm going to join the many other Canadians out there who are giving these fucking videos a thumb down because I think that when normies go and look at this shit and they see, holy fuck, 7,000 people give this a fucking thumbs down and only 1,000 gave this a thumbs up. Maybe I'm on the wrong side of history here. Maybe there's something these fucking 7,000 know that I don't. I want to be part of that 7,000. So sometimes I'll go, I'll check it out. I'll scoff my fucking ass off as I watch Doug Ford. Oh, we're going to fucking lock her down again, boys. Jeez. Oh, fuck. Uh, have you had that fucking Timmy's breakfast sandwich? We're going to enter into a fucking gray zone, buddy, and all this. What fucking difference does it make in my life? I'm not paying attention to any of their fucking rules. Like, I don't give a fuck. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're back. Um, oh yeah. So got a chance to go to that, that freedom rally. And, uh, I mean, the best thing about it, uh, here's two, two to three things right off the bat. Number one is probably that you, you get to meet, you get to meet other like-minded people. You also can meet like-minded people who you may have already spoken with on social media, which is great. I met um, two, guy, two guys at least um, who I had already spoken with like quite a bit over social media. Uh, shout out to Conrad and Tony. And it's great. These are people who they know what's going on. They... Um, they are truth seekers. They are <laughs> people who value freedom. And these are the people that you you need to connect with in this day and age in order to stay sane. Because otherwise you're going to feel very alone. You're going to feel like you're the only one who has your thoughts and feelings. When in actuality, there's a lot more of us out there than what you would think, but also than what the mainstream media would like you to think. They want to put out that perception and that you are alone and make you feel that you are alone and that it's only you fighting the good fight because they don't give a fuck if you kill yourself. They don't care if uh, you give up all hope, become a, re a recluse, uh, you know, uh, stay, stay in your home, not because you're afraid of the virus, because, but because you're just afraid of fucking life itself. And you're so sick of like going outside and seeing people like wearing masks and like, I don't know, crossing the streets <laughs> when you're walking down the street because they're so fucking afraid of the fake virus, like that you just don't even, you, you don't have people to socialize because they're all fucking sheep. So you, you got to meet people who have, who share the same, same views, uh, who's to see the world as it actually is, who understand that there is no pandemic. So that's number one. And then number two is there's nothing more validating after we spent an entire year, like knowing what we know and knowing that this, whole thing is just a bullshit fucking scam um, just propagated onto the people by government mainstream media and of course they're just the puppets of the elite are running the show 
after an entire year of this and like telling people, you know, um, speaking upon deaf ears of, of people who would who don't understand what's going on, uh, who would rather believe the quote unquote experts, top doctors and mainstream media and politicians and believe that's the, the tr- what's really going on in the world. Um, to then walk down the street, the streets of Toronto with thousands of other people who know what's going on and just raw, raw dogging oxygen. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard a few people uh, use that phrase. It's, uh, it's, yeah, how the times have changed, you know, now just when you're just breathing in oxygen, you're the fucking weirdo. Anyway, um, walking down the street, raw dogging oxygen, nobody's got a fucking mask on, and there's nothing more validating than doing that and not a single motherfucker dropped dead, obviously. But, and we're all, you know, you, you, you're fucking shaking hands, you're hugging people, you're speaking, uh, you know, a, a foot away. And nobody cares. Nobody's afraid of this quote-unquote virus. And it just completely foils their whole narrative. And it's quite redeeming and validating after an entire, an entire year to see that there's other sane people out there who actually understand what's going on in the world and nothing is actually going on in the world. It's the same fucking thing. The fucking birds are chirping. The sun is shining. Of course, they're trying to manipulate the weather and, uh, pump out a ton of chemicals via, um, chemtrails and poison the water and poison the food and all this. But, Life itself, nature itself, and the world itself has an amazing ability to just heal. And uh, nothing has fucking changed in that regard. And there is no fucking pandemic. Anyway, those are two of the great things. And uh, if I were to add a third, the third is that if the numbers get to the point where they actually overwhelm the city... Like there aren't enough cops to police these things. And, you know, the, the police even start to notice that like the needle has, has, has shifted. Like these are some serious numbers. Then what happens is maybe the police even join in on the march, right? Because I've seen that happen in a lot of European countries where they, they put down their shield, they ta- they've taken off their helmet, put down their batons. Not in the UK, though. Those fucking order followers there in the UK. Like, I guess it's a long line of uh, serving the queen, the order followers and the police in the UK. But in European countries, I've seen it. But, there's, you know, eventually the needle shifts and... The police might join the rally, all the fence sitters, the people who were always like skeptical of the, of the pandemic, the virus, they were always kind of skeptical. They're like, it's not adding up. I like, I'm hearing stories that hospitals are empty. Plus this thing has a a 99.97 survival rate. 
Uh, they're pushing this vaccine like way too hard. It's way too salesy to anyone who has an eye for sales and manipulation um, and propaganda. The masks are bullshit. Obviously, they don't fucking do anything to help anyone. And in fact, they uh, it's actually quite the opposite. They're causing a lot of the health problems that people are probably suffering from right now, including some people who are probably getting fucking bacterial pneumonia. Not to mention we've had three fucking celebrities, like black celebrities within the last couple months who have uh, died immediately after taking the vaccine. Um, Hank Aaron, Marvin Hagler, boxer. Hank Aaron was a baseball player. Marvin Hagler, boxer. And then DMX, Rapper, if you didn't know. <laughs> God, what's what's one of his songs? Uh, Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. <laughs> throwback, throwback. Was that the 90s or was that the early millennium? I, I don't actually know. Um, anyway, what I'm going to do today is um, I got a newspaper um, while at the Freedom Rally, and it's by this publication company or newspaper company called uh, Druthers. www.druthers.net. And this is a different kind of paper right here. Um, first of all, it's, it's free. Um, but Druthers... Actually... They, their slogan is right at the top here. And it's like, uh, Dr Druthers, what it means is like informal, uh, one's own way, choice or preference. Example, if I had my Druthers, we would all know the truth. Yeah, so that's, yeah. Anyway, um, this, is a, this is an amazing newspaper. It's um, Canadian, and uh, they seem to be distributing this newspaper all across Canada. I mean, I've heard about uh, them distributing this out in the West, here in Ontario, of course, at all the rallies, and, uh, and I'm sure out East as well. And if you contact them, they can actually get you copies of their newspaper to distribute out to people yourself in your, low, in your town. So, but on the very, uh, the back of this paper, they have something that they call the absurdity observer, a list of some of the most absurd things that have happened in recent wink weeks. Okay. So here is the Druthers absurdity report. And again, this was published uh, well, it's, it's for April 2020, anyway, or 2021, pardon me. Uh, a list of some of the most absurd things that have happened in recent weeks. <clears throat> March 20th, 2021. Hundreds of thousands of people across the world united in worldwide freedom rallies, including upwards of 10,000 people in Toronto. Wow, 10,000. I didn't actually know it was that big. Uh, plus tens of thousands more people across Canada. Uh, where was the mainstream media? The revolution will not be televised. 
That's um, a very good point. And another thing as well, aside from just like Toronto, they um, the mainstream media, if they cover like worldwide stuff, like global freedom rallies that are happening, they don't display it in a in a good light. They uh, and a lot of time they don't talk about. I noticed a couple times they talked about some European rallies and this and that, but they don't talk about what the actual, what the people are actually protesting. They, in fact, sometimes they even twist the narrative. If, um, if there's a freedom rally going on uh, and it's say like anti-lockdown or whatever, and the political leader isn't going along with the UN and World Economic Forum slash WHO, basically the establishment narrative, they'll try and pin it back on that political leader and say they're protesting the political leader. I saw that happen with Belarus. So, number two, Bill Gates is getting getting ready to spray chalk dust into the stratosphere to cool down the planet. The first test balloon of his multi-million dollar pro, uh, project to attempt to dim the sun by spraying millions of tons of chalk into the stratosphere is on course to take flight this June in Sweden. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bill Gates wants to block out the sun in case you were unaware. Yet he's also on the flip side buying a ton of land in, in across the U.S. Uh I guess to probably it has to do with the whole he doesn't want people they don't want people with the whole agenda 2030 thing they don't want people to be self-sufficient they don't want people growing their own uh, food and now they're also trying to block out the sun so that it makes it even harder to grow your own food um, they want everyone eating plant-based uh, protein you know uh, genetically modified proteins and um, crickets and shit like that. Insects. Stuff that can be easily like factory farmed. <laughs> 24 countries have sus- suspended the AstraZeneca vaccine because an unusual type of blood clot in the brain. Accompanied by a low platelet count has been seen in young people, primarily under age 25, taking the vaccine. Some countries are now only offering the shots to people over age 55. Meanwhile, the AstraZeneca vaccine being supplied to Africa and other poorer nations throughout the COVAX support program have been unaffected. Yeah, AstraZeneca. Um... Yeah, I sent out an email to uh, to some of my family, uh, mostly extended family at this point, because like my immediate family knows not to take the vaccine. Um, but and shout out to my brother; he's been a long he's been a long time quote unquote conspiracy theorist truther. He's been aware of a lot of this stuff for a long time. You know, I, I guess in some way I have too, but never quite as far down the rabbit hole as him until 2020. And then I did a lot of catch up. Um, but I sent out this email to a lot of extended family members. And um, one thing I mentioned was I, I went with, with stuff that was a little more easily digestible, stuff that like wasn't going to scare them too much, but that still made them aware you probably shouldn't take this thing. 
And one of the points was that AstraZeneca, one of the companies, had already been banned in something like, uh, well, as it says, 24 different countries. So little easily digestible tidbit of information for the normies. Well, at least I think it's easily digestible. Maybe it fucking scares them. I mean, and granted, they should be scared. Uh, I actually got a pretty good reaction, though. Just an update. Um, three to four people that I sent the email to actually got back to me and said it was mixed reactions, of course, but three to four were like uh, either thanks, Mike. I'm gonna check this. I'm gonna check this out more. I'm gonna check out the links that you also sent along with the facts and uh you know thanks for reaching out or whatever thanks for sending this along that was one type of message one person went as far as saying thanks a lot mike i'm going to actually reconsider taking the vaccine now after reading the email i sent and then of course you have my grandpa very different response from him he said I'm disappointed in your actions. (laughs) And then went on to list a bunch of mainstream media talking points as to like, to basically counter or like challenge everything that I had said. Not providing any links, not providing any actual facts, all opinion and not even his own opinion, but of course what, the mainstream media is pushing as the uh, the main narrative. You can't win them all, folks. And uh, what you also sometimes realize in these times is you you discover the real side of people that you maybe never even knew existed. Where you know some people have an ego on them that is um, I don't know. They, it makes them like a lost cause. They, uh, if something in normal times, you might not have realized some, some, some of these things about people, but like you, if you challenge them in these more difficult times, you end up finding out that they're very stubborn, kind of like semi egotist, like an egotistical individual. You know, and it depends on the person, of course. There's levels to the the ego. And you might be trying to save their life, but they just won't hear you. They won't hear you out. Uh, Anyway, a Windsor, Ontario man lost shared custody of his kids because his pandemic denial beliefs means he likely wouldn't take appropriate actions to keep them safe from COVID-19. The man is now only allowed to see his children in a supervised access center where he will have to abide by the facility's safety measures. Holy fuck. That's unreal. That's unreal. And if you have kids, holy shit, that should scare you. I don't have kids. But I seem to, (laughs) I think I'm a lot more concerned about the kids than a lot of the parents out there. And I mean, like, holy fuck. 
I hope for all you parents out there that your spouse is not a fucking whack job, double masking sheep. Because holy fuck, imagine the divide that could be happening right now where one parent, you know, believes COVID and the other doesn't. A lot of problems that could uh, arise from that. Side note, side note, little interruption and uh, a commercial for crypto. Holy fuck. I'm watching this one crypto right now called Pirate Chain. This, the ticker symbol is A triple R. R. <laughs> Pirate Chain. Um, this one guy I follow called the Dollar Vigilante, Jeff Berwick. Big shout out to Jeff Berwick. I would not be quite as awake and aware as I am right now if it weren't for Jeff Berwick. He does a great job of just shedding light on everything that's happening. And he's been doing that for many, many years. But he's also a crypto guy. And his crypto recommendations have also been dynamite. Um, just as good, as, if not better, <laughs> than his uh, information about what's happening in the world. Like the real truth of what's happening in the world. Anyway, Pirate Chain. The last time he mentioned Pirate Chain, I swear to God, two or three days ago, it was 60 cents. I've now realized I need to fucking buy some Pirate Chain. Today, Pirate Chain is $1.30 currently. It's up 31.39% Pirate Chain. So the thing about this, the real like the... um buying factor or the thing that's different about this crypto or you know one of the uh the differentiators with this crypto is it's um com- it's completely pu- private it's a lot like this other coin called Monero XMR um which you it, they can't track they can't track your transactions. So if you send, you know, I don't know, $600 of pirate chain to a a friend or colleague or a client or whatever, or someone you're doing business with, they can't, um, they can't see the transaction. It's, it is not traceable. So in these times that we live in with the whole surveillance state and all of that, Coins like Monero and Pirate Chain are most definitely going to gain a lot of value because, I mean, we're living in this time too where it becomes kind of questionable, like, should you even be paying taxes at this point? Because like, what the fuck has the government done for you? I was already very skeptical of government before all this. And I'm just like, fuck the government. (laughs) Um, okay, so we had the thing about the Windsor, Ontario man who lost custody of his kids. Then we have Pfizer expects to generate an additional $15 billion in sales from its COVID-19 vaccine this year alone. Experts, quote-unquote, believe the shots may become a seasonal requirement. Yeah. Um, translation. Holy fuck. We couldn't have even imagined how well this would go. We didn't think people were this sheepish 
and that they would go along with this bullshit so much. Our stock just went up 40%, boys. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the calls. Like for the ones who really are like the corrupt elite completely either going along with this or running the show. Imagine the calls these people have like they just they're probably just laughing, right? However, every time, you know, every time a new truther is born and if they start to notice the needle moving in the, more in that direction, I'm sure sometimes the uh the fear kicks in for them as well. For the ones who are still human, you know. Next, Merriam-Webster Dictionary, along with, along with various other dic dictionaries, changes their definition of vaccine to include an mRNA vaccine. MR M mRNA vaccines would not have fallen under the definition of a vaccine under their previous definition. A uh, little personal note as well. They also changed the definition of, of herd immunity. Well, I don't know if they officially changed it, but now, like herd immunity used to be that the general public that would develop antibodies that would fight against a given virus based off of exposure to that virus. That's the general concept. If a, if a given percentage is exposed the general collective kind of gains that immunity. Now the whole, like, what they're trying to push as the definition is more that, like, we cannot achieve herd immunity until 80% of the population or all are vaccinated. Go fuck yourself. And I'll tell you another thing, too. I, one, one time I posted something, uh, you know, as you may know, I have another account and it's... Uh, it's completely separate from this and I have a lot more followers. I have like 32,000 followers. And one time I posted something that uh, obviously somewhat triggered a doctor. Now there's levels to being a doctor, right? You, we, don't, we don't know if this dude's fresh out of university or whether he's a seasoned doctor. A lot of these doctors and nurses, they like to throw around their title. I am a doctor. And you should be ashamed that you're spreading this misinformation. What they won't tell you is they're a fucking year into being a doctor or nurse. And they're just, you know, they're just a little too uh, gung-ho. And, and they believe the, the, all this propaganda like so, like so much because they've never done an entire year to, to realize, for example, that hospitals have always been overwhelmed. So these are the ones I've even heard doctors and nurses saying these fucking these new ones, these new nurses and doctors, the, the fresh meat around here, the fresh, the new blood, um, they are actually kind of giving. They're not helping the cause because they they are seeing these over overwhelmed ICUs and overwhelmed emergency rooms in this. And they're thinking this is something that like is new. It's not. And then they're going on their fucking social media and they're saying, how dare you, you grandma killer? Hospitals are overwhelmed. And they're just completely unaware of the, like, the fact that they have 
always been. That's what you get when you live in a fucking socialized uh, socialist country where the healthcare is like paid for with our taxes and like they've always been overwhelmed. Anyway. Uh, Krispy Kreme. Oh, this is a good one. This is this is a podcast in itself. A lot of these are a podcast in themselves and I'll have to maybe come back and like and every one of these is a podcast. Uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts cares about the health of their community so much that they now offer a free donut a day every day for the rest of 2021 to Americans who have received a COVID-19 vaccine. I mean, this is called the Absurdity Observer. And um, we always see America is, uh, is next level. Like America is a real gauge for a lot of the ludicrous um, sort of stuff that we might even see come down the pipeline. But Canada is also a good gauge as well. Like Americans can look at what happen- what's happening in Canada and Canada can look to what's happening in America because like we'll see stuff like this, like Krispy Kreme saying like, like pushing a free donut if you have your vaccine passport. Like that could, – could anything be more American? Could anything be more like dumb sheep American than that? Krispy Kreme. Here's a free donut. Show your Vax card, though. Like, there's nothing more American than that. That's literally like Homer Simpson in real life. Um, but then Canada is a really good like um, indicator of just what sort of like communist socialist propaganda and things are coming down the pop- pipeline because. You know, here in here in Canada, they're already talking about UBI, and they're already talking about military checkpoints, or at least they like they announce it a little more than I'm sure that, than what they've done in the states. And we're way more lockdown heavy, especially in in Ontario, than a lot of places in the states. And the people here are way more accepting of things like masks than in the States. And, you know, Quebec is, is also a good indicator for the rest of Canada to like where they might go in terms of like having a curfew or the new one, having to wear a mask when you leave your house. Oh, oh, oh my God. Uh, that when that one, if that becomes a thing in Ontario, I'm going to get in trouble. That's when you are going to see me getting arrested if you know who I am. I try and keep that kind of secret. <laughs> Meanwhile, I fucking announced my, my name at the beginning of every fucking episode. Anyway, um, yeah. Krispy Kreme. Next, the food delivery service DoorDash is now offering on-demand delivery of COVID test collection kits and a handful of cities in the U.S. And there are plans to expand more locations by the end of year. Holy shit. Test collection. Are they also handing them out? That's another question, I guess. But they're collecting the tests. And that right there exposes another truth. 
If it was so fucking deadly, would would they just be sending DoorDash representatives to go collect these these tests from people's homes? Just some DoorDash representative, not some dude in a fucking hazmat suit who's like trained on collecting these biological, like highly infectious uh, PCR samples. Fuck right off. Anyway, a uh, BC man, a BC man has been jailed for violating a gag order after he shared his story along with his first name regarding the legal challenges he had faced as a result of misgendering his child. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that one. Misgendering his child. Oh my God. What a fucking nightmare. Yeah. See the thing with this dude, he sent his kid off to public school. They're teaching these kids like, you aren't necessarily a boy or a girl. You get to make that decision. Now the kid thinks he's a girl. Now this dude is getting in trouble for like saying, you're a boy. You're a boy, son. <laughs> oh my God. Ah, I miss the olden times. 19 fucking 90s. Toronto's medical officer of health, Dr. Eileen Davila, Cruella Deville, is married to a doctor who has financial ties to two of the leading COVID-19 vaccine manufacturers. Her husband, Dr. Richard Choi, has allegedly received a large sum of money from COVID-19 vaccine manufacturers Pfizer and AstraZeneca. What a surprise. I hate that bitch so much, Eileen Davila. She just sits there looking so fucking pompous with her little fucking squinty fucking eyes and her scarf. She's always wearing a fucking scarf. Will she continue to wear the scarf into the summer? New York State issues America's first vaccine passport called the Excelsior Pass. The pass will be used at various events and venues statewide. It also allows people to legally increase the size of a wedding party or other catered events. Yeah, um, of course they would uh, They'd start with a city like New York. Or I guess, you know, the other option might have been like maybe a city in California. But I'm sure even California is a little bit mixed New York, much like is, is New York and Toronto have a lot of things in common. I started to notice even years ago that like Toronto was becoming more like a New York and not in a good way. Of course, New York, you know, used to be a it, it's, it's a fucking beautiful city in a lot of ways. It used to be used to have so much history, so much character, so much class. And now it's just, you know. These metropolitan cities just get sucked, sucked down so much into the, they're like globalist, um, they become targets for global, globalism and all of that. A new study by published, uh, published by the environmental pollution, uh, environmental pollution finds loosely attached nanoparticles and nanofibers on the in inner surface of a variety of popular face masks that have potential to be inhaled by the user. 
According to the University of Edinburgh, nanofibers can reach the lung cavity when inhaled and may pose a risk due to their similar shape to asbestos. Yeah, there's been a lot of things found in these masks lately. Um, one is these nanofibers. And like apparently they're also sterilized with this ethanol polymer, which like causes cancer. It's a carcinogen and it causes dick shrinkage. So, I mean, do the men, well, can we even call them men? I don't know. Do the uh, fucking um, cucks out there who still pretend to be men. Do they, uh, do they care about this? Maybe they need to see some of the shrinkage first before they'll care. And then maybe they'll start doing some, uh, some research. Hey, maybe this will change some things. I don't know. I lost an inch. <laughs> CBS News featured a nose-only mask on their program as a safe way to eat when one takes off their primary mask. Yeah, I've seen this video. It's pretty great. It's pretty pretty hilarious, pretty funny, pretty uh a pretty fine display of the clown world that we live in right now. The province of Ontario postponed 227,000 surgeries in the first year of the pandemic response. Also, a QP briefing reported that 1 million fewer cancer screenings were done in Ontario in 2020. I also heard one doctor uh, refer to this. He thinks that there's going to be a tsunami of cancer that, that happens. And I think that is uh, very accurate, especially also with the, the rollout of 5G and people getting less sunlight and people people's stress being through the roof. Remember as well that stress um, increases your level of, um, oh God, what's it called? That stress hormone. That stress hormone. Uh, I need to fucking Google this. I think I need to Google this. Stress hormone. Ah, cortisol. People's stress is through the roof. That's one of the leading causes of cancer. Because um, I guess the way it works is the stress itself causes uh, toxicity, more toxicity in your body. It's a stress hormone. causes more toxicity in your body. And, uh, you know, that metastasizes, is that the fucking word? It, uh, you know, it, it turns into cancer. Um, so we really do, especially as truthers, right? Or as freedom fighters, we got to watch because we're probably like more stressed out than a lot of these normies and sheep because they have no fucking clue what's going on to them. Like, I guess it would be kind of scary if, if you believe this was a real pandemic, but but there's also like nothing to prove this is a real pandemic. So they kind of know it's fake, but they but they want a virtue signal with it. So like their stress 
I don't know. I, I, I would love to maybe, uh, interview one of them or something, but like, I never usually get that far because they're so uncivil that you can't really have a conversation with them. But like, I'd love to know if they have actually found this to be a stressful time. Um, you know, most of them are just doing TikToks and kind of just enjoying the lockdowns. It seems enjoying the fact that they now work from home and enjoying the fact that, uh, they get to be not only themselves miserable, but also drag down the rest of society with them, right? So, I, you know what I wonder is if any, uh, any of these like SJW sheep type have, re- have ever listened to this podcast and just like hear the words that I'm saying and just get like completely triggered, smash something, like throw something across the room, go into a, a fit of... But I I don't know. I I don't think you would have made it this far if you're that kind of person. Um, Chief Public Health Officer of Canada, Dr. Theresa Tam, finally admits, I think the tragedy and massive lesson learned for everyone in Canada is that we were at every level not able to protect our seniors, particularly those in long-term care homes. I mean, yeah, no, it doesn't matter what she actually, or he, I don't know what she is, um, what, I, what she actually says, because it can all be, you know, the, the phrase a little, it's a, a little too late or whatever, uh, too little too late, you can't, <laughs> I, you can't really use that in this case, like she's a total propagandist, she's a total puppet. Even saying something like that is kind of just to gloss over the fact that it's like, it's it's their fault. The whole thing is their fault. It's not about a virus. It's all about totalitarian authoritative control and clamping down on people's rights and all of this. Ontario Science Table member David Fisman has come under fire for a possible conflict of interest due to taking money from a teacher's union, allegedly to argue against schools reopening. Yeah, and I think I might have seen him on Twitter. Might have seen, seen some people uh, kind of sharing some things that he had said about that. But uh, he's making money obvi- on, on pushing... Um, to argue against schools reopening. But it's getting to the point where if you have kids, you probably want to just consider like homeschooling at this point. Because these schools have always been like indoctrination camps, but now it's just like, it's just even worse. They got to wear fucking masks, social distance, all these weird fucking things that are essentially... A lot more like torture and like and if you looked at what they've used as torture in prisoner of war camps and and this and even like probably with the whole like MK Ultra studies and all of this, a lot of these things are really sick, twisted forms of torture that they're using on on people. I mean, like even the mask, for example, is is it, it's a demoralization tactic. It's meant to break you down and destroy your identity and destroy your connection with your own identity as a human. 
That's why when I'm walking around outside and I see these people in masks, I really feel like I, if I'm looking at an NPC, like just a non-player character and like and they see me and we're so different. In the UK, a new bill has eroded the right to protest. The police, crime, sentencing, and courts bill limits the right to protest in many ways, including allowing police to impose a start and finish time to protests, allows police to arrest protesters who have been deemed as annoying, (laughs) sets noise limits, and outright bans protest in front of the UK Parliament. Holy shit. Yeah. And I've seen stuff in the UK where... The UK is a little bit further ahead than Canada. When it comes to this tyrannical uh, bullshit. Tyrannical police state clampdown. Um, I hope we never get to that point. But... You know, the world would be a much better place right now if people were, if the normies, for example, were looking at what's happening around the world and seeing that as a red flag. Because if it can happen in Spain, Italy, France, London, Australia, then it can happen here in in Canada. I know I listed a bunch of cities and then I moved to uh, Australia. Anyway, Muslims are now required to be vaccinated in order to go to the great mosque of Mecca this year. Okay. Google is, now I'm going to say on that point actually, another thing as well, just a side note. Notice how churches like Christian and Catholic churches here in Canada are all shut down for the most part and mosques have been operating fully in full capacity and no cops are showing up or anything. That's interesting too. I think they're doing that as another divide and conquer tactic to uh, maybe even like, I mean, I guess the racial divide's not enough. You got to get like religions also not being on the same team. What the Muslims should be doing, the Muslims who are like immigrants to Canada and all this, they, uh, they should be standing up and saying, well, our mosques are open. Why can't the Christian and Catholic churches be open? And they should be fighting that fight because they came to this country. They like this country, obviously. They want to live here because of our more of our freedoms and... Um, social programs and just it's a beautiful it's a, it used to be and it is a beautiful fucking country with good people and all of this and but they don't um assimilate they don't uh take on any sort of canadian values or anything like that and they don't even defend canadians notice that i'm making a sweeping generalization but uh you have to understand this is happening Google is facing a lawsuit for collecting information from users in the supposedly private browsing window incognito mode. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, Google, Facebook, Instagram, all these 
they're all tracking and tracing and stealing your information to begin with. Canada's Wonderland is now the Greater Toronto Area's first drive-through COVID-19 vaccination site. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna have quite the roller coaster ride after taking the uh, the 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 vax. That's for sure. Segregation is back. American Airlines Arena will be opening up vaccinated-only sections for Miami Heat fans who have been fully vaccinated. Okay, Absurdity Observer continued. Uh, Moderna begins their COVID-19 vaccine study in kids age 6 months 12 year old to 12 years old. Uh, the study will assess the safety and effectiveness of the first and second dose given 28 day, eight days later in 60, 67, uh, 6,750 children. Isn't that odd that they're testing on children? Children who have their whole life ahead of them? You know, I remember when they gave out vaccines when I was a kid. Even when it was hepatitis B, hepatitis C, <coughs> I swear to God, my intuition, I guess I've always been a conspiracy theorist, uh, something just did not feel right about that. Like, And I remember it was like literally in our gymnasium and I was like, why the fuck? I feel like I even said to a couple people, like, and I was nowhere near as bold or outspoken as I am now, but I was like, what, what's this all about? Like, do we have to take this? Like, I guess that's vaccine hesitancy as they would call it now. Um, I was like, I, yeah, I was like, what the, what the fuck is this? Like, I didn't sign up for this. And I don't know if it was some letter that they sent to your home or whatever, and your parents had to sign off on it or, or whatever. I, I don't think my parents signed off on that. Honestly, I don't think they did. It was just kind of a thing where it's like, let's see how many of these kids we can just kind of like voluntarily sucker into this just because of like social pressure and because it's like the normal thing to do. Anyway, uh, foreign holidays are now illegal in the UK. A new COVID law means $5,000 fines for anyone who leaving the UK without a reasonable excuse. Here's a reasonable excuse. Life. Go fuck yourself. Uh, music streaming platform Spotify removed a song by musician Ian Brown because the song titled Little Seed Big Tree was too anti-lockdown. A Spotify spokesperson claimed the song may pose a direct threat to public health. Yeah, yeah. Notice how, like, information itself, they're trying to label it as dangerous. Like, this is what they planned out in during Event 201. Like, how will we handle dangerous information in regards to the pandemic? And when you get a bunch of these academia types or academic types and you sit them down and you say, in in the result uh, or in the uh, if a pandemic does happen, hypothetically speaking, quote unquote, and they believe it because they're cucks. 
what uh, what would we what should we do as a uh, you know as, as 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 government as the United Nations John Hopkins WHO how should we handle dangerous misinformation and disinformation campaigns from dangerous conspiracy theorists aka people just trying to spread truth how do we handle that and they're just labeling a lot of like common sense like very logical stuff and information shared by doctors scientists virologists microbiologists who are trying to inform the public like desperately oh that's dangerous misinformation don't listen to them they're a crazy uh that's a quack doctor right there you don't want to listen to them um Made famous early on in the pandemic by PCR testing, a papaya, a goat, and an and engine oil, which all tested positive for COVID-19, Tanzanian President John Magafui mysteriously goes missing from the public eye for weeks, then dies of COVID, quote-unquote, which later his cause of death was corrected to heart disease. These events unfolded only three months after he was re-elected and one month after his notorious January 27th speech that caused widespread criticism from the WHO and the U.S. media. Yeah, no coincidence. And I did a podcast about John Magafui as well. One of the few politicians that actually pushed back and stood up against the COVID hoax, the scamdemic, the plandemic, this bullshit. And now he's dead. Of heart disease, as they say, they probably killed him. As I said in an earlier episode, they even have guns that can cause a heart attack. So maybe it was heart disease. Maybe it was one of their heart attack guns. Probably not natural causes. And most definitely not COVID, let's be honest. AstraZeneca used outdated and potentially misleading data that overstated the effectiveness of its vaccine, says the Data and Safety Monitoring Board in their report to the NIH. Farmers across Canada are protesting due to strict laws resulting in crippling costs surrounding COVID-19 migrant worker regulations. So, I mean, I don't really understand how anyone could possibly be still believing this is a pandemic and possibly not drawing connections between everything that is happening in the world and COVID. And like the fact that you had the the farmers in India being attacked and now you have Canadian farmers, you know, they're hiking up costs through government regulation and all this to purposely fuck them over. How do you not understand how that's correlated? Like, how do you not understand how even the race war that happened in the summer of 2020, George Floyd, BLM, Antifa, all the riots, the burning. How do you not understand how this fucking weather warfare that's happening? Like, How does someone, after all these fucking things, like I understand, you know, 2020, 2021, it's a big year. Like, like, how do you, oh, wow, there's been so many events that have happened. Like, it's just crazy how much has happened this year. Like, how do they not 
start to piece together the fucking puzzle pieces to understand it's happening for a fucking reason. They're going for the fucking end zone, okay? They're throwing the fucking Hail Mary. And the deeper side of all of this is clearly there's a reason why, like, aside from just Agenda 2030, the fact they want to accomplish all of this by 2030, but, like, there must be some significance why they're trying to cram so much into this next, like, nine years. I think that it is. It's, it, they they must know that, like, there's some sort of, like, I don't know, age of Aquarius, some people say. Yeah, I, I, so I'll, I'll follow some of those spiritual accounts, those awakening accounts, those... Uh, spiritual awakening accounts too. I'm interested in that shit as well. I'm not quite there yet. I don't meditate every morning and I'm not um, a yogi quite yet. Although I'm interested in a lot of those things. I'm interested in a lot of those things like detoxing the body. I probably will get into meditation. I probably will get into yoga and all the, and all these things. I think it's important for our sanity in this fucking ridiculous world we live in. Um, anyway, like, yeah, there does seem to be some sort of a shift, even though we see so many sheep, I think a lot of people have been woken up by this and they probably knew that there was something happening in the universe where more people are waking up some sort of spiritual alignment. I don't know. The people are waking from their slumber, let's say. Uh, Bill Gates has partnered with the LA school board to implement a digital daily pass. The system requires children, children's who have children who have uh, proven that they don't have COVID <laughs> to be scanned into school with their own unique QR code. And per the district rules, students will also still be wearing masks, staying six feet apart from one another, and getting temperature checks outside the school. Just even reading that, honestly, like, if you have kids and you're going along with this shit, let's be honest. You're a pussy. You don't have a fucking spine. And it's easier for you to believe the pandemic narrative then to accept that your children are now fully, fully, fully going into an indoctrination camp where they will experience torture throughout the entire day and develop major, major psychological issues from this torture. There is no debating that. If you don't get it, I don't fucking know. You're fucking retarded. <laughs> Miss Piggy has come under fire amid demands that the popular Muppets characters be pulled off the screen for sexual harassment and domestic violence against Kermit the Frog. These allegations and calls for retirement come just one month after the Muppets were hit with an offensive content warning on Disney Plus and made only viewable by adults. What the actual fuck? Yeah. And I mean, I did an episode on that too with the whole Aunt Jemima, uh, Uncle Ben, that dog police squad show. 
The list goes on and on. I can't even think of all of them. And meanwhile, Cardi B is still shaking that WAP for the folks at home and for the kids. And nobody bats an eye and nobody speaks up about that. No, no. How dare you attack a BIPOC woman like the glorious and amazing Cardi fucking B. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Debunk Daily. Stay strong, keep spreading the word, and remember, it's not a conspiracy theory if it's blatantly obvious and staring you right in the face. Take care until the next one. Catch you later.